0: Let me, let me know you're awake today. Let's get ready to worship the King of Kings. He's worthy of all our praise today. Come on and put your hands together as we lift Him up. Oh, we worship You, oh. hallelujah. Come on, this us this morning, Nathan. Let praise be a weapon. That silence is the enemy. Let praise. Who's all in time? Yeah. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you.
1: God has blessed you this morning. Why don't you give him some praise? Come on, if there's breath in your lungs, will not you give him some praise? The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And I want you to fist bump your neighbor and say, he is worthy. He is worthy. And grab your seat. He is worthy. Say it like you mean it. Say, he is worthy we just want to say good morning and welcome to dothan first we're so glad that you're here to worship with us this morning and a special welcome to all of our guests whether in person online or maybe you're watching this back at a later time but we just want to welcome you to the family can we welcome our guests come on dothan first let's show them let's show them that they're welcome so glad if you're joining with us for the first time as I just mentioned or you've been watching with us for a while or been in the room for a while we want to invite you to text d1 text to 84576 scan the QR code on the screens or grab the connect card from the uh, pew in front of you and we just want you to fill it out with as much information as you don't mind us having for a number of reasons one we want to connect with you we want to follow up with you we want to invite you uh into being a part of this family of this community so if you have that please hold on to it until the end of service and then you can either drop it in one of our giving boxes as you exit or we want you to hold on to it and give it to one of our leaders out in the lobby we want to exchange that for a free gift because we just want to welcome you but also uh not only do we want to welcome you to the family and get to know you a little bit better our pastors want to meet you pastors mark and michelle benson so if you'll grab even hold on to that and go into the guest reception room as you exit these doors it's the room to your left we encourage you to go there. Again, maybe you this is like your third or fourth or a week, and you haven't got to know any of the pastors on staff. We want you to hear our hearts, our visions. We want to know you by name, so please do that. But nothing first. Can we welcome our guests one more time? We're so glad you're here. Also on D1 Text, you can tell us your story. We love hearing testimonies of God's goodness, of what he's done in your life. You can sign up and take your next step of faith in baptism. Or you can sign up for child dedication. We're gonna get ready to honor a family today as they dedicate their child back to the Lord. Please do that. You can also sign up for GrowTrack. GrowTrack is not just a pathway to membership; it's a pathway to ministry. And uh, we just had we today. We will finish our last session, session three of GrowTrack. Can we give it up for those that just finished GrowTrack? We're so proud of them. But if you're interested in joining GrowTrack, we want to invite you to go ahead and sign up now because we'll get ready to uh, mention that at a later date. But uh, we don't want you to jump in now. We do want you to go through the entirety of it, but please sign up to be a part of that at a later time. GrowTrack is that important to our house. It's the on-ramp to how you get into your pathway of purpose and ministry. So we encourage you to do that. We also have life group signups in the lobby. Uh, we want to invite you real quickly. I just want to say this for a moment as well Uh, when you go out into the lobby today as you see all don't be overwhelmed by the uh, the number of groups that we have I want to invite you to get into community for a number of reasons But the most important reason is this is the primary way that we grow together as believers So as you exit today, please check out the uh signups Please don't leave this place today without joining or signing up for a life group because we do not want you to do life alone we don't think anybody should do life alone we are not wired that way in fact in the word bible the bible says that it is not good for man to be alone it is not good for us to be alone so we want to encourage you to sign up for life groups as you exit we also want to uh, make mention to you that wednesday nights are family nights somebody say family nights Every Wednesday at 6:30, we have something for the entire family. But this Wednesday in particular, our community is doing something called Pray Dothan, and it's happening at the Dothan Civic Center this uh, Wednesday, September 21st. We will still have our regularly scheduled services, but we wanna invite you if you feel led to be a part of that, uh, to please do so in joining the joining our city in a time of intentional prayer. Uh, Pastor Mark will be there helping lead our city in a time of prayer, so we wanna invite you to do that. However, with us, they won't have child services or things like that, so if you feel as though like you maybe you're one of if your spouses you want to split up and go be a part of that you want to send the kids to youth or boys and girls ministry or you want to continue your sisterhood and brotherhood study please do that pastor mark will be there representing us covering our city in prayer and that's this wednesday uh september excuse me yes this upcoming wednesday september 21st and so we also with everything that we have going on uh we want to invite you to follow us on our social media platforms as youtube spotify instagram facebook we want to keep you in the loop and uh, one of our new social media platforms is our young adult ministry that we just launched this this previous week. Everybody 18 to 35. I want you to just wave at me. I want to see the 18 to 35-year-olds. We got quite a few. Y'all give it up for them. We're so thankful for that group. I still fall in that group, so I'm a young adult, and I'm thankful. Black don't crack. Amen. Just kidding. But... Um, we want to invite you to follow that uh, that ministry as well. We have a young adult service on October 2nd at 5 p.m. here in the main building. It is our official launch of our young adult ministry. We believe in every generation, particularly in, the, particularly in that generation. So if you want to register, we encourage you to use that QR code. Uh, it is a free event, but we want you to register because we're going to have a nacho bar. We're going to have a time of worship and word and prayer. And I want to I want to invite you that if you know somebody 18 to 35, you need to invite them and bring them into the house on October 2nd at 5 p.m. here in the main building. We also, our girls' ministry luncheon is happening after service on October 9th. Somebody say October 9th. It is our famous cake auction and uh with that being said there will be homemade cakes made by our dothan first people if you want to uh bake a cake for the girls ministry please sign up in the lobby at the girls ministry station they have a table set up but then you can also buy your tickets they are ten dollars a piece so please october 9th plan on staying after service for the famous cake auction and the lunch in. and then last but not least we also want to mention to you our U-version notes I encourage you to take notes every single week because that is one of the best ways that God's word not only gets in your head, but it gets into your heart. And we want you to apply any of the teachings that the uh anybody shares on, on Sundays, Wednesdays to be applied to your life. So please take notes, lean in, engage, get ready for this service. How many of you are excited for today? I say how many of you are excited for today? Well, I want to take this moment to bring up our pastors, Mark and Michelle Benson. And as they come, yesterday was their 28th wedding anniversary. So can you stand to your feet and welcome our pastors, Mark and Michelle Benson. Love you guys so much. Thank you, buddy. I love you. (laughs) I love you, buddy.
2: Right.
3: 28
2: years. Wow. That's right. Hey,
3: listen, you can go ahead and be seated, but uh, that means a miracle just short of the crossing of the Red Sea she put up with me for 28 years that's a big deal right there that was worth clapping for and uh, but no I'm so grateful and thank you to all of you in uh, your connection to us uh, on that day uh, we so appreciate that and listen I, I know I've said this to her many times but have I told you lately how much I love you we love you so much. We love you, congregation. We we care so much for you. We pray for you often. And uh, we're just so thankful that we get to do this. We're just delighted. We're honored to be able to do it. And let me look directly into the camera also and say, we're so thankful for those who are joining with us online you who are joining with us, maybe on demand, after the service, uh, on any of our platforms. We love you, we pray for you, and we thank God for you. Uh, And all of our first-time guests, as Pastor Will said, we're so honored to be able to connect with you and so delighted that you chose to worship God with us here today. Well, listen, today, as he said, is a very special day because we get to do something that we really enjoy doing, which is dedicating children to the Lord. And we're not just dedicating a child to the Lord, we're dedicating a family to the Lord. But how many of you know the families need the prayer, right? That's The parents need the prayer, and we're delighted to be able to do that today.
2: Yes, we are so excited today to be able to dedicate Miss Ayla Grace Bales. And I'm going to have her mom and dad and big brother and whoever the family
3: yeah, that any you the have family coming wants up, to come here, up You can do that too. Come on, come give, on, give it up for as them. them as they come.
2: Yes, this is Emily and Shane. Come Shay on over, guys. And Big Brother so Lawson. What's up, dude? And here Knuckles. comes the, oh, yeah. the grandparents and the whole tribe. <laughs> yeah, the come Bells on up, tribe. guys, of course. Let's look at... She looks just like a baby doll.
3: This is family dedication. That's right. Yeah, come on, come on right, here, right behind me. him. Yeah, it's great to have you guys. Yeah. Hey, good to see you So y'all. this is
2: Big Brother Lawson, and um, I'm going to tell you, he's already very protective, so I am <laughs> just totally... Um, It's not going to be fun for whatever guy later on in life
3: with this that wants to date
2: because he's already like, that's my sister. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know, buddy. I can tell that um, you guys are definitely brother and sister. But what an honor today to be able to dedicate Miss Ayla to the Lord. And I love her name, Ayla Grace. Of course, grace meaning God's, the undeserved favor and kindness of God. But ala meaning oak tree. And I love oak trees and just the stories behind um, what how strong they are and how beautiful they are. But not only are oak trees resilient, strong, and beautiful, they symbolize wisdom, courage, and endurance. And so we declare that over you this morning. And the scripture that I'm going to declare over you Miss Ayla, is out of Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And it says this, Blessed is the man, but we're going to say woman, okay? Blessed is the woman who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. And Ayla, may you be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream, and you will not fear when heat comes for your leaves will remain green and you are not anxious in the year of the drought for it does not cease. You will not cease to bear fruit in Jesus name.
3: That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, we received that today for her and We're delighted to be able to celebrate this moment with you guys. It's such a joy and an honor for us to be a part of this special day for you and for the whole family. And today, I like to do this. I like to have in solemn dedication moments an opportunity for a covenant to be made by the parents and really for her. It's on her behalf, but the whole family. Because listen, you guys, as much as you have wisdom and intelligence, parental intelligence and all that you need support system (laughs) and you got it with the people behind you and of course there may be other family members watching online today but you also have this you got a whole church family that's supporting you and ready to pray for you help you along the journey Uh, we got a parenting class coming up it's one of you know one of those opportunities in life group where we get to celebrate children and dedicate them to the Lord. So here's what I'd like for you to do. As you hear each of these questions, would you respond as a family with a hearty we do? Okay, here it is. Ready? Do you now present Ayla to the Lord in solemn dedication, promising to bring her up in the nurture, the discipline, and the love of the Lord by teaching her to rely? on the power of the Holy Spirit and by regularly fellowshipping with the other believers in a Christ-centered church family? If so, say we do. He said we do, and I love that. You are so awesome. awesome. He's my buddy, all right. He's my buddy, and he's taking it serious too, and I love that. With God's help, do you promise to bless Ayla by modeling the teachings of Jesus and training her? to the, the, the foundations of faith, practicing a prayer, guiding her toward Christ-like development of character in the Lord. If so, say, we do. we do. And do you now commit to pray daily for this miracle of life that God's entrusted to you by guiding Ayla in the following of your life's example that she'll know Jesus as her personal Lord and Savior. If so, say, we do. We do. Well, inasmuch as you have Given your faith toward this covenant in loving little Ayla the way God has called you to. We pray the wisdom of God, the blessing of God, the favor of God to rest upon you. That even in times of weariness, in times of stress, in times of difficulty, that God would lead and guide your every step. You know, one of the greatest parts of Jesus' ministry was when the disciples were pushing the kids aside, he said, No, 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 let the little children come unto me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And so that's what we pray over her today. Can we take a moment as a congregation, would you stretch your hands out toward this family as we pray a dedication prayer over little Ayla today. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for little Ayla. We speak blessing over her and over her parents. God we thank you for Shane and Emily and for the family members surrounding them and we speak blessing over them today. And now, God, we thank you for strategic and divine blessings to be released in her little life as she grows up and gets to know you more, that, Lord, she would find comfort in you and that she would release that comfort to others who are desperately in need of hope. We speak blessing over her, her life, and her future today. It's in Jesus' name we pray it all. Amen and amen. Hey Amen. Let's take a, a picture, a family picture together if we could, and uh, just look right this way, but make sure everybody can be seen. All right. I don't want anybody to not be seen in the picture. All right. You ready? Come on in close. All right. Here we go. All right. Guys, thank you so much. Can you give my a hand as they're seated? We got a little gift for you we want to give. Thank you so much. And uh, we just, we love y'all so much. So grateful for this day. What a special day. God bless you. You can be seated. And um, friends, we love doing family ministry. Uh, the church, the New Testament church, was the family of God. They, they were a, a believing system that came together for a purpose to love one another, to love God and to love one another. And we're so proud to be able to do that here at Dothan First. And if you have a child to be dedicated, we'd be honored to be a part of this very special celebration with you as well. Well, listen, uh, this is the time in our service where we get to give unto the Lord. How many grateful God's blessed you? Come on. If he's been good to you, he's been faithful. Amen. Amen. I want to give you a couple of quick updates if you don't mind me doing that. It's so wonderful to be able to celebrate your generosity in how you're reaching into the lives of others. And I want to give you a quick update. We all know and have been praying over uh, the, the closure of this hor- horrible war that's taking place in Ukraine and this really the, it's, it's reached to the surrounding region. And, um, but when we first shared the need, you jumped in with support. And and I want you to know we are hearing dramatic reports, not just of the finances that you gave to help give uh, blankets, shelter, food, water, and some of those bare essentials to those who were fleeing into the surrounding nations, which we helped with those refugees but also we heard that there was a strategic need for Bibles and training materials because some of those churches were bombed, they didn't have access to coming together and so people that were in the churches created home churches, house churches where they would meet house to house similar to what we do with life groups a very New Testament concept but they needed Bibles as quickly as possible and because of your generosity we were able to get Bibles and training materials into that war-torn country and listen people are coming to know Jesus Christ in the middle of that war in the middle of that tragedy people are finding Christ at at, um, enormous rates. it's amazing and because of your generosity I want to say thank you there's so many projects missions projects that we do around the globe. But listen, you are helping to accelerate the vision with your giving, with your generosity. It's with your help that we're... Matter of fact, the Bible even talks about this. He says you can speed the gospel and speed the coming of the Lord. It's called the end time harvest. That's why we give to something called speed the light. Why? Because we know that strategically... Every person needs to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ and then the Bible says then the end will come Then he'll return for his bride. Why because he doesn't want even one person Not knowing the love of Jesus Christ and so both locally and globally we're making a difference Because of your generosity and we thank God for that. I also want to say a quick uh, update for many of you who have not yet seen or been connected to our our new multi-purpose room Um, listen I want to say thank you to those that worked and helped us to get that job done I want to say thank you to all of your pastors uh, which we will be celebrating a a very special time where we celebrate our staff pastors in the first Sunday in October we have something that we every year we have a a moment where we have a celebration for our pastors in October but specifically our staff pastors we want to say a special thank you to them all of them almost all of them were transplanted to another office some of them had to take smaller spaces but they do that willingly and we do that gratefully because we want to serve you well and that that new multi-purpose room paid for in full in cash we didn't have to go into debt come on to God be the glory I thank God for that listen it is it it would be my great joy if, if as you walk around this church and and around this city that you would have a sense of godly pride that we're taking care, we're, we're, we're carefully investing the dollars you give to be debt free, to function uh, above board and, and to dot every I and to cross every T and to make sure we have accountability in every penny that you provide for us to be able to reach the gospel, reach people with the gospel. But I pray that you could see with a godly pride the things that God is allowing us to be able to do and again, thank you for helping. We got way more vision than we have dollars. But I want you to know you're helping us to accelerate that vision every, every weekend. Uh, in your giving every week in your giving and I want to say thank you to you Let's take a moment of prayer over this time of giving lord. You're so good Thank you for the opportunity that we get to give and churches, you your obedience to the giving of tithes and offerings God's word says prove me now in this See if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing There won't be room enough to receive it. I proclaim financial increase on you and your households I call for better jobs to those who need or desire them I declare favor and breakthrough in court cases, settlements, inheritances, and estates that are justly yours. Lord, I pray for those who may be trying to sell a house or selling property. I pray in Jesus' name you would make that thing turn the right person, the right price in Jesus' name. God, I thank you in advance for unexpected monies and unexpected blessings to be discovered. And we just speak favor and blessing over these Your people in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray it all. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. And as you know, we don't pass the plate, but you can give on the way out and use the giving envelopes to do that if you'd like, or online or kiosk, however you choose. We're going to go back into a time of singing and worship, but I know that some of you have come into this room with great needs. For some of you, you came in with. It just a heavy heart emotionally and, and on your mind, it was like you could hardly sleep the night before because of all the things stirring in your mind. You may need prayer today, and your elders are here to pray for you. They've been praying for you all week, and they're praying, ready to pray for you today to see God do a miracle in your mind right in, in your physical body if you need healing touch from the Lord and I'm going to invite your elders if you make your way toward our various stations of prayer right here in the back by the exit sign there in the back by the exit sign and up there in the balcony as well and the reason by the way that we strategically position them in those locations those are places aren't any more holy or less holy than like right up front here the difference is twofold one It is much harder to hear when you're closer to the stage than when you're back there. And we want you to hear the prayers being prayed so you can take them and have agreement with those prayers. Secondly, it is a quieter place so that if if they need to take a little more time with you, they can just slip out into the hallway and, and talk to you and minister to you. We want that opportunity for you. We want you to feel loved and know you're part of a family. And the second reason primarily is this, because oftentimes people will feel apprehensive about walking toward a a stage in front of an entire congregation not knowing what are people thinking what are people gonna think about me when I'm walking up there but if you slip out toward the back they don't know if you're going to the bathroom or if you're slipping out to check on your child or if you're getting prayer so but listen there's no judgment around here we all need prayer And I know that God is going to provide a miracle in your life today. Would you stand up as we worship the Lord together in song? And you can slip out from where you're at and go receive prayer at this time.
4: We need to declare this right now. Let's sing that again. You are the father. Fond- Father of faith. Things you've done before, in greater measure, you will do again. Because there's no
0: prison wall you can't break through, no mountain you can't move, all things are possible, there's no Truly the God of revival, we worship you
3: today. Amen. Aren't you glad that he brings life to dead things? Amen. Well, give your neighbor a high five or a fist bump. Tell him you're glad to worship with him this morning and turn your attention to the screen and be seated.
5: Hope, normally defined by a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Normally conforming to a standard usual typical or expected normal but there is nothing normal about our hope see our hope can't be found in an expectation our hope can only be found in the hearts of men and women who have been chosen before the foundations without qualifications chosen by a God who positioned us before the world began. Purchased us from the marketplace of death when we did not deserve it and postured us as heirs to a kingdom. Our hope was nailed to a cross until he died. But our hope is more than a feeling. So our hope in three days did rise and for 40 days he remained teaching us his ways. And then our hope ascended to heaven commanding us to share this hope with others. Our hope is for the lost who become sister and brother. Our hope isn't a feeling. Our hope is a person. Our hope is in the risen King. Our hope is in the one who lived and for our sins died. Our hope is Jesus
3: Christ. How many thank for a hope is in Jesus, right? It's not in our circumstances. It's in Him. Listen, How many are glad to be in church today? Come on, can you thank God for it? We get to be back together. I love this time we get to share together. And uh, listen, again, for our first-time guests, so glad that you're here and those watching online. So grateful to you. Well, listen, grab your copy of God's Word or grab your cell phone, your tablet, PC or whatever you have the Bible in today. And go ahead and would you say this to me, say, I am what God's Word says I am. I can do what God's Word said I can do. And I can become all that God said I could be. So today. I'll hear God's Word, I'll receive God's Word, and I'll obey God's Word because I love His Word. Now, just turn to your neighbor and say, you just look so good today. Just let them know. And listen, if it happens to be your wife sitting next to you, you can say a little something extra like, mmm, you look so good, I could sop you open a biscuit right now, I just, you look that good. Isn't that the southern way to do it, right? Everything has to do with biscuits. anyway." All right, let's get into it today. I am so excited about what God's got for us today. And uh, you can turn to Romans chapter five, if you'd like. Uh, you'll, in just a few moments, we'll, we'll go ahead and put it up on the screen when we read it. But before we get there, I did hear a story one time. You know, it's going to be a joke and it probably will be corny. So I'm just letting you know up front, it probably is. But the guy, he, he was having trouble. He was hurting. And, and uh, so he we went to the doctor. I said, doctor, I'm hurting. It's just like everywhere I touch, I'm hurting. And uh, man, the doctor was like, okay, well, well just talk, talk to me through your symptoms. He's like, oh, when, when I touch my knee, oh, it hurts. It just hurts. And, and when I touch my stomach right here, oh, it hurts. And when I touch my shoulder, oh, it just hurts so bad. He's like, well, the, here's the problem. You got a broken finger, okay? So come on, man, work with me. Okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem. How many of you noticed it seems like people are a little more touchy (laughs) these days? And it feels like everything's hurting. And the reason that it feels like everything's hurting is because there's been a hopelessness that's gone through our cities, our region, our world And because of that, friends, we need hope more than we've ever needed before. And here's what I talked about last week, Romans chapter 5, five words. All right, go ahead and put it up on the screen if you would, please. Here it is, these five words in Romans 5, 5. Here's what it says, five words, and you can say it with me out loud. You ready? Get your, clear your voice, get yourself ready. Get your speaking voice on. Let's say it all together. Here we go, Ready? hope does not disappoint us hope does not disappoint us and we need to find our way back to hope and listen friends it's not hope in a situation it's not hope in a circumstance friends people will sometimes fail you the nicest and most wonderful of people will let you down circumstances come and go stock market goes up stock market goes down but friends Hope does not disappoint. Why? Because hope is not a thing. Hope is a person. And his name is Jesus. We're going to talk about him today. His goodness. But I want to talk to you a little bit about relationship investment. And we're kind of on this part two in this series of hope called Hope for Your Relationships. We're going to go into part two today. We talked about the New Testament church. And the Bible said that they had all things in common. It didn't mean they all thought alike and looked alike and dressed alike and acted alike. It meant they had a a commonality. What were the typical commonalities that you would need to have a very healthy relationship? Let's go over it quickly and review. And for those of you who were not here last week, you can always go back and watch On Demand on the the YouTube or uh, you can go on one of our other social media links to find that or on our website. But here it is in short, okay? The first commonality that we all need to have hopeful relationships, they have this one thing in common, love. A deep love for each other. And if you're a believer, a deep love for those in the family of God, a deep love for the Lord and for others, right? And we talked a little bit about that last week, that deep love should give us a true heart to serve and be willing to give to others. We believe in building healthy relationships here at Dothan First. That's why we have life groups Right? Our motto around here is love God and love people. I want to keep saying that over and over again. I don't want us to ever miss what it is we're after here at Dothan First. And I I went over three different relationships that need an extra dose of love during these hopeless days. The very first one is this is couples and families. They need more love than ever before. Three main issues that seem to cause the most stress, according to research, is this. It's, it's money, it's work, and it's family. And we need to learn conflict resolution, uh, which is basically understanding with empathy, right? Where we think of others more than ourselves. That's the primary. But here's the problem. We end up do- doing something in our mind where we ruminate on our thoughts, our negative thoughts, about a relationship, about work, about money, about situations, right? Because it's one thing to worry about those things that you can't control, right? That's silly. If you can't control it, there's no reason worrying about it. But then when you worry about, it's worse yet when you worry about those things that you can change because then you need to put action to your faith, put steps in action to your faith to get the job done. But, But here's the problem in our thought life. When you have a conversation with somebody, an argument, a disagreement, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's with a coworker. here's what often happens. We begin to replay those words in our mind, and how many of you would be honest enough to say, after an argument or a disagreement of some kind, you've actually had an, a, a full conversation in your mind when nobody else was around? Come on, put it in. Oh yeah, I, I wish I, wish I would have said that. I wish I would have said this. If I'd have just said that, ooh, that would have got them. Or here's the way the conversation, now you think in the future, now you're having future conversations. Oh, if they if they say this to me, just watch, when I go into the office today, if they say this, I'm gonna say that, and ooh, it's gonna get them right there. I'll tell you right now. And what that is is you've heard the word ruminating, it's it's basically when a cow chews its cud it chews that grass and then it, then it swallows it and then grossly enough throws it back up again and keeps on chewing. That's what you're doing with those negative spiraling thoughts. And it's destructive. It's why the Bible says that we need to take every thought captive. Everybody say captive. Captive, what? To the obedience Of Christ to think like Christ would think to see people like Christ would see the matter of fact in Romans 12 it talks about this that we are literally transformed how by our actions and behaviors now I mean that that's usually where it ends up but it starts with this we are transformed by the renewing of our what our minds God's got to get a hold of our brains I almost knocked myself silly uh, this week. Uh, I went out to play a short course and my wife went along with me to golf. That's what empty nest is all about right there. She didn't golf with me. She just watched me and said, Ooh, that was a nice shot. I would hit it in the woods. Hey, great job. It's okay. You're... It was awesome. But, but I got back into the cart and I was trying to get in real fast. And I knocked my noggin. I mean, I got up there and, and when you don't have hair to like stop the pain, how many of you baldies in the room know what I'm talking about? Oh man, it just it hurts. I saw Tweety Birds going around, stars. I saw stars. And for the next few shots, I was just a little rattled. And friends, can I just tell you, you're getting knocked in the noggin by life, and you're letting those thoughts Continue to circle and circle and circle around your brain in a negative pattern, and it is to the detriment of your relationships. And you got to come back to what does God say? What does God see, and what does God say about my relationship? It's so important. It's absolutely critical. Because what I said last week is our differences can actually make us better. We tend to complain about our differences rather than celebrating the differences. And and I'll just say this in review. I talked about the weightlifting and how, uh, you know, that last repetition can tear the muscles. And then at rest, we rebuild. But I didn't go into detail about how to rest. Because sometimes people think, well, if you just like sleep longer, that's not it, friends. Matter of fact, let me tell you, sometimes you can sleep too long. Matter of fact you you want to think about what depression is You stay in bed all day every day And you're not getting any rest Why? Because your mind is still churning those negative thoughts Even while you're trying to lay your head down to rest So let me tell you what rest really is It's found in both the Old and the New Testament And it's one of the Ten Commandments And if you don't follow it You're breaking one of the Ten Commandments Come on somebody I'm talking about the top ten list not just like it goes even deeper than going to sleep it's deeper than going out on a fishing boat right it's deeper than going on vacation how many have ever been on vacation you got back from the vacation and you were more tired than when you left for the vacation now you need a vacation from your vacation and all the parents that have small children said amen to that. Like, oh man, we were cooped up in a little, t- we, we had a house, why did we leave a larger house to go to a smaller cubicle called a motel or hotel where we paid extra money for a bed that hundreds of people have already slept in? Come on, somebody. Second mortgage our house to pay a mouse to entertain us at Disney? Come on, somebody. Right? why did we do this in the middle of July? You know, oh, come on. Don't act like you've never been there before with your kids. You pay all that extra money and you're like, dear Lord, why did we do this? Just get me back home. That's not rest. You know where you find rest? First and foremost, you find rest in him because he is, God is rest. But here's how you do it. It's called Sabbath. It's a Sabbath. It's the Lord's, day. The day of the Lord. Sabbath actually means rest. Matter of fact, in the Old and the New Testament, I said it predates the law, but it is in the Ten Commandments in Exodus, and then you'll find it again in Hebrews, and it says those who will remain in Him and follow that day of rest, the Lord's day, where we take time to worship the Lord together in unity, in unison. We're worshiping one God, the true God. And collectively, we're doing it together. And then, listen, I hope that when you leave this place, you don't go off to to work on a whole bunch of other stuff. I hope you actually do find rest. I, I hope that your soul begins to find rest. And here's what that might look like from a Jewish perspective. So Michelle and I lived next door to a Orthodox rabbi. And his name was Label, and he was a buddy of mine. I mean, we just became very close friends during that season, and we would talk about the Word of God, and we would talk about all the things in the Word of God, the different festivals and the feasts and all these different things. And we would debate, because that's what great rabbis do. We would debate over the scriptures about what they meant and talk about theology and all that. But Michelle and I, we were invited over to their homes as non-Jews, to celebrate Passover with them and we would celebrate other other times of the year, Sabbath days, where our family would literally come in. Uh, They they sometimes would come into our house. We would walk into theirs. We had a a very connected relationship, but uh, let me just tell you this. In that relationship, here's what we found. When we walk in their house on the Sabbath, which for them was the Saturday, we would walk into their home and... They would do no work. Matter of fact, the number one thing they would do is make sure that all electronics were off. No cell phones. Some of you just had a panic attack right now when I said that. No cell phones, no computers, no emails. They would open up the word and read the scriptures. They would read, they would pray, they would eat, and they would fellowship. And friends, I think we're missing something. Matter of fact, I don't think I know we're missing something. In this nation right now, we're going headlong, listen, into overwork and burnout. Because we spend way more time watching the negative news on social media. And and friends, listen, I I appreciate the news and journalists. I I really do. Those that have journalistic integrity, I appreciate. We need to know what's going on in our world today. We don't need to dig our heads in the sand. But sometimes if you watch those reports over and over and over and over and over again, how many know these uh, companies, they make money? off of you watching and so they know that news can be boring unless it's sensational and sometimes they'll put the emphasis on the sensationalism instead of on the journalism how many know what I'm talking about and then you get into the social media realm and then you're listening to other talking heads saying other things that are inflammatory and before too long you're ready to fight the world instead of love the world like Christ called us to so, my, my heart and my hope is that you'd find Sabbath rest. Peace comes when we put God first, when we prioritize God first. That's what the tithe means, and that's what Sabbath means. Both of them predate the law and they go into the New Testament. The, the tithe is the first fruits, the giving to God, the first of our increase, and the Sabbath is giving the first day of the week to God to say God I trust that you're going to take care of the rest of the week cuz I'm giving you the first of the week. Are you following me? All right, three of you. Listen, I want you to know something about me, your pastor, okay? Let me I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Okay? I like amen's. And here's why I like amen's and and you know, preach it and absolutely Mark, you go ahead you know, the reason that I like a little bit of talk back is for a couple reasons. One, that makes me know you're awake. Two, it lets me know that you're hearing what I'm saying and you agree with what I'm saying. So when you hear something that you can agree with, you can say an amen. And what it'll do is it'll make me know that you know it so that it'll shut me up faster. Otherwise, if I don't hear you say anything, what I say is they probably didn't get that. I need to say it another way. And by the time we're through, it'll be Thursday of next week. So how many of you say, if he's going to preach faster, I will amen that boy. And everybody said? Oh, yeah, y'all want to get out of here. Okay, good. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We talked about not only personal relationships, but church relationships, quickly. Uh, not just here at Dothan First, but anybody who calls himself a believer, we need to have love for the body of Christ. And loving demands relationships. Spending time getting to know each other. Uh, Michelle and I had the joy this last week of spending time with hundreds of other pastors and other denominations from around the country. And specifically, we got to hang out with uh, the pastor at First Presbyterian, Rusty and Jen Melton. We got to hang out with them and have uh, a dessert together and talk together. We talked into the wee hours of the night just because we were having fun. We were friends. I Listen, I hate anything that, that divides us, but I love everything that unifies us. And I, there, I have a deep, deep love for the other pastors in this city. I don't care what the name is on, their ch- on the front of their church. If they love Jesus and I love Jesus, we're in this thing together. And I love it. First John 4 says it like this in verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if you love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us so we've got to serve one another and love one another in the body of christ and make this church and churches around this city a safe haven for the broken and the hurting friends i said it last week church is not about you it's about others and we've got to always keep others in consideration the third that i talked about that i just touched the surface on was community We need to talk about those community relationships. And when I say the word community, I'm not just talking about those outside the doors of this church. I'm talking about as a church, we need to have community with one another. John 13, let's look at it. Here it is, verses 34 and 34, 34 and 35. A new command I give to you, love one another. And how do we love one another? Here it is, as I have loved you, right? How did God love us? Perfectly, unconditionally. It goes on to say this, so you must love one another. By this, everyone, that means unbelievers too, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. So God's purpose on this earth cannot be fulfilled in you by yourself as an, in, as an isolated individual. You've got to be connected to others in partnership. God doesn't want you to be alone. He doesn't want you to be in isolation. We found that true during the pandemic. I can just tell you when I had COVID and I was kind of locked away, man, I thought I was going crazy. Why? Because I'm a people person. We need human contact. We need human connection. We need human conversation. It's not good for people to be alone. That's why we've got life group opportunities for you. Listen, friends, I get it. You don't need just one more thing on your agenda. That's not why we have life groups, for you to just do one more thing to fill your schedule up. No, we want you to fill it up with things that are meaningful. We want you to build relationship, to build connection, to people that you can trust, that people you can turn to in times of need, so you can have prayer, that people can pray for you when you're going through a tough time. And that, Listen, I can just tell you, through life groups, we have seen people not just find... uh, family right because we know that some have moved in from other parts of the country or other parts of the world they've moved here to Dothan and they need family and we've become their extended family but we've had miracles happen there have been so many times that I've gotten ready to go visit somebody in the hospital and I find out that they've already been visited by three or four people from their life group you want to know the best form of care to be received in this church hands down Get involved in a life group. When you don't, listen, you miss moments of relationship. You'd say, well, I want that care. Good, get involved. But you know what else? You want to be able to give that care away. And how can you give it if you don't know the person? That's why we have life groups. It's the ultimate way to get connected, to get close and build relationships Right? We don't want to live a self-centered life. We want to give our lives away in as many ways as humanly possible to bless our city, to make a contribution. Friends, before the end of this life, when you breathe your last breath, my prayer would be you'd say, I invested my life into other people. So we need to have a common love. We also need to have a common purpose. Let's talk about that for a minute. A common purpose, common goals and pursuit and vision. We got to be going in the same direction. Philippians 2.2 2 says it like this. Agree with each other, loving one another, and working together with one heart, and here it is, and one purpose. Loving can create the biggest challenges and the greatest challenges, right? The biggest challenges, but the greatest rewards. Loving somebody, it makes you vulnerable. Stepping out, connecting with people. But friends, I want you to know this. Whenever you use your talents, your ability, your energy, to help other people. You want to know what that's called? It's called ministry. Some people believe wrongly that the only person that's a minister is the one standing on this platform right now. Can I just tell you, this truly is, yes, a calling from the Lord to be in full-time ministry, but do you understand every member of the body of Christ is a minister and every member has a ministry. And that's why we have the grow track because we want you to know your purpose, your divine design, so you can know what to do with that calling that's on your life to bless others, to encourage others, to know your gifts, talents, and abilities, to take those personality profiles, to know how you are wired, to understand the gifts, the spirit gifts that are placed inside of you. Why? So that you can Push aside the non-essentials of life, which is just causing more busyness, and emphasize your life around those things that matter most. That's what we want for you, more than anything else. I want to pastor you toward your purpose, toward your calling, to find your destiny. The Bible says we shouldn't live life alone and do life alone. It says it in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed, How many of you need somebody else to help you succeed? Come on, we can all think we're strong, but there's days we're weak and we need others to help us in that journey. Goes on to say, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. Listen, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Other translations say pity the person who doesn't have somebody else beside him. That's why we want you to get connected to life groups and to build relationships. Why? Because we can accomplish more together. Like my daughter would always say, Cameron, she would always say, teamwork makes the dream work, you know, and it's true. I'm sure she didn't coin that phrase. She just said it uh, often enough. It's like uh, when you're driving and you see uh, cows in a field, I always drive by and I'm like, what are they thinking out there? I wonder what they're thinking, you know, what are cows thinking? They're thinking, ruminate, (laughs) chew the cud and throw it back up again. That's what they're thinking. No, but what's amazing to me is what I've seen, and I'm not a farmer, so I don't know for sure, but what I've seen when I drive by cows is they'll stand end to end. It's really weird. And what's, what's crazy is if you get close enough to them, what you'll see why they're standing end to end is because they use the tail to swipe the flies off the face of the cow that's standing behind them. Yeah, you know what that's called? Cow-operation, that's what that's called right there. Come on, oh, come on. Look, man, we all, how many know we got, we got flies. We got some things that bug us in life and we need other Christians to come alongside us to swat away the bugs, to remind us we're in this thing together, man. We can talk openly and honestly and freely with one another. Knowing that there's a connection point of love and building of relationship. Friends, God says, I want to use you in relationships to help other people. I want to use you as part of a team. 1 Corinthians 3.8 compares serving together like harvesting in a field. It says, the one who plants and the one who waters works as a team. Listen, with the same purpose. All right. Worship team, if you'd come as we prepare to close, I want to talk about this. Let's talk football for a minute, since we're in Alabama and everything. (laughs) I knew somebody's going to holler out, Roll Tide or War Eagle or whatever. Listen, you know what I found about, and and those of you that have been on any kind of team, whether it's a sports team or maybe you've been in the band, right, or you've been in a squadron in... uh, the ROTC or some kind of a connection group, you found, listen, you found camaraderie in the group. Why? Because you're all working toward the same purpose. Not everybody has the same role. Not everybody has the same job, but everybody has the same purpose. They're going toward the same goal. They can walk together. Why? Because they've got commonality in both goal and sacrifice. They're like, I'm in this thing with you, man. And when you fall, I'm going to help you back up. In football now, let's talk about it. The quarterback. You could have a Heisman Trophy winner. Think about this now. Some of us know that one of us does have that. Oh, come on now. You could have a Heisman Trophy candidate or winner, quarterback, and still lose football games. You could lose a lot of them. You want to know why? Because the quarterback can't do it all. He can't block and pass at the same time. Matter of fact, out of all the plays that are in the playbook of most football playbooks, you'll find, first of all, quarterback can't pass to himself. That's one thing. But second of all, he needs those other players badly to perform. He could throw a spiral pass. We've all seen it. Spiral pass right in the chest of a player, right into the hands of a player. He could get that football stuck in the helmet of that player, the wide receiver, and they miss the catch and lose the game. Why? Because he needs that person. He's not an entity unto himself. And Friends, I don't care what kind of Heisman Trophy candidate you feel like you are as a believer in Christ Jesus I'm sure you're better than me. I'm sure you're smarter than me I'm sure you're more articulate than me You've got gifts and talents and abilities and skills But friend it doesn't matter how great you think you are in the body of Christ. You need each other. I need you You need me we need each other in one common purpose, to lift up the name of Jesus, to usher in the kingdom's advancement. Friend, we're building our not our own kingdoms. We are building the kingdom of God. And when we give, and when we serve, and when we help, and when we love, and when we grow together, the, with the common purpose of Jesus Christ and lifting him up, friends, the Bible says we will draw all unto him but it starts with cow operation we got to find our fit know why God made you how he wired you your personality which is why we set up that grow track and then we get connected to one another in serving places of serving and and common giving I just I I got to tell you By myself, there's no way I can help the the, the war effort in Ukraine other than my prayers. Individually, I can't. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I can't make the difference by myself. But do you know when we come around a common goal like that, we can make a huge worldwide impact. Friends, we've helped start Bible colleges in other nations war-torn nations we've helped to to uh, actually translate the bible into languages that haven't been developed in some of these third world countries friends we're making a difference but we're doing it together we've got to partner together to reach this world and to help one another and it it requires a common purpose Let's pray together and find that purpose in him. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity that we get to receive your word. And now I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think or imagine as we come together in unity. Lord, you said there you command a blessing. So God, I thank you for the unity in this church to love God and love people. Now, friends, if you keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment, there may be some either in this room or watching online. You say, Mark, I, I need Jesus. I need him desperately in my life, in whatever facet, whatever area it happens to be. Maybe it's you have sin that's separating you from God. There's willful disobedience against God's word or God's will for your life. And you say, Mark, I need forgiveness. Friends, Jesus Christ is here to set you free, to love you, to forgive you, to give you a fresh start. And there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but there is something called Holy Spirit conviction and that conviction is when i start talking about this and, and you you feel your heart start pounding because you just know <clears throat> there's things in my life that don't line up with god's word or god's plan for my life friends you know what that is that's the holy spirit knocking on the door of your heart saying son daughter come back to me receive that perfect forgiveness The Bible says that Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a sinless life, died on a cross for our sins, rose again on the third day to give us new life. And he is here today to offer that free gift of new life. For some of you, that would be a first-time decision to say, Mark, that's me. Include me in this prayer. I need Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I want heaven to be my home when I die. I want the peace of God in my life. I need to make peace with God for others of you, you may be Christians in this room, but you know there's things that are separating you from God. And this may be a time of rededication where you just say, Mark, I need to be included in this prayer right now. If that's you in this room, listen, I'm not here to judge you. It's not my heart to embarrass you, but I do want to give you opportunity, the greatest opportunity to make Jesus truly Lord of everything. So while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, no one else is looking around, I'm going to invite you to do this one thing. In just a moment, I'm going to have you slip up your hand. By the raising of that, that uplifted hand, you're saying, Mark, include me in this prayer. Include me in this prayer right now. On the, on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on, right now. All over this place. Yes, God bless you. Yes, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, God bless you. In the balcony, on the main floor, God bless you. God bless you. Seven. Hey, God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. I, I feel in my heart just this longing for those that feel lonely. And I don't mean you don't have friends. I don't mean you don't have confidants. I don't mean you don't have a, a spouse or kids or, or whatever. I'm talking about there is a general sense of feeling alone in this world. Friends, you can be in the middle of a crowded room and still feel alone. And if that's you today, I want to include you in this prayer right now. I just feel that so strong in my spirit. Keep heads bowed and eyes closed, but if that's you, would you slip up your hand right now? I want to include you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, 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 yes. God bless you. So many hands have gone up. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. I want to include you in this prayer. Those watching online, I want you to say this out loud with me and those here in the building. Can everybody say this like you mean it as we pray to the Lord right now? I want everybody to repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come on, say it like you mean it. Say, Lord Jesus, Jesus. forgive me for my sins. Give me a fresh start. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. I give you my heart I give you my past failures I give you every sin I've ever committed and I commit my life to you I give you my loneliness I need to be close to you and close to others now fill me with your spirit and make me a believer in you and in your word And what you put inside of me, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you just put your hands together and celebrate the newest members of the family of God? Come on. We celebrate you today. Come on now, stand to your feet. Let's worship the King together. Come on. Let's worship him together. I'm going to dismiss some of our leadership team and some of our pastors and elders and greeters. If you can make your way toward the back, we want to be able to greet you on the way out today. I want to let you know, if you're a first-time guest, or maybe you've been around the church for a little while, but you haven't met some of our leadership team, and if you'll forgive, Michelle and I, we're going to head directly to our Grow Track, because this is the third uh, class of Grow Track, and we want to meet all of those that are uh, the third. They, they made it through class one and two. If, you, if the Grow Track... Uh, Family, if you'd head out the doors in just a moment and head to the right, we'll be in there for Grow Track. But for those of you who are first, second, third time guests, or maybe it's you've not had a chance to greet and meet some of our leaders, our elders and some of our pastors will be in our guest reception. It's out the doors and to the left, it's our multi purpose room just on your way out. They would love to greet you. And again, forgive Michelle and I, we're going to be in our Grow Track today. It's one of the few times we miss. The, uh, the, the, the time of reception, but we love you so much, and we're delighted to serve God with you. Listen, I want to bless you with a blessing today, but before I get there, if you made a commitment, a decision for the Lord, would you do us a favor? Would you get out your smartphone and text D1WALK to the number 84576? What that's going to do is it's going to give you a free downloadable copy of this booklet called One to One. Regardless of uh, Android or Apple platforms, we want to send that link to you free of charge just to be a blessing to you. Or you could do this. You could take the connection card. Let us know you made that decision today. And then on your way out, you can either hand it to one of our leaders or you can put it in the giving boxes on the way out. Well, let's, let's receive this blessing today from the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace. And may the Lord, our God, write his name on your hearts and declare, you're my child, no one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that came and died for you and rescued you. And may you give that love away to as many people as humanly possible. I bless you to be a blessing to your co-workers, to your family, To your spouse, to your friends, to those in your sphere of influence, to your neighbors. I bless you to love people well in this city. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, we love you. God bless you. We'll see you either this Wednesday or next Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed.